When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. Today is part two of Leveling Up Your Relationship in 2018, and the theme today is romance. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Lisa Bilyeu. Hey, what baby. is up? How are we doing? Good, how are you? Ready you? to talk romance? I am ready to talk nice. romance. Me Feeling well. better today compared to last week, yes. even though you didn't want to still, come anywhere Still hacking up a fur ball. Let's, let's be I went and sat next to him. He's like, oh, God. Yes. That's how people get sick, homie. That yeah. is how people get sick. And in all fairness, I actually used to really take it personally when you were like that. I never understood because that. Because I'm like, you don't want to be near me. Like, you don't want to take care of me. But I had to realize those weren't two in the same. Like, it being literally near is me the definition care. of madness to Yeah. Me. So when I'm sick, um, you absolutely go off into a different bedroom. We sleep in separate beds. Like, you don't touch me because... I sanitize everything I see you touch. Yeah. yeah. And a big, a big reason is because you get sick, like... The company pauses and... Yeah, I mean, it's not that bad, but look, things slow down and there's just precious little upside to being sick yeah. and it is an avoidable thing. So, yeah. But that was actually one part of like our evolution where I had to separate us being business partners and being husband and wife. Because I don't understand that. Because, like, as the wife who's sick, I want you to, like, cuddle me and pet my hair. In, in fairness, though, I do do that. You do. But it's, like, during the day, it's very separate. It's you stay over there, I'll stay here. Yeah, that has nothing to do with... But emotionally, like, I have to kind of separate the two. And I think that that's where some couples... Um, you know, have the difficulty where it's like business and personal. Like, it's interesting. I don't see these intertwined at all, but today's about romance. Yeah. Well, I guess so I, I thought that was a, val a valuable Because I'm tip. failing you. No, because <laughs> you're ah, failing me. I mean, there's no reason. No, you're not failing me. It's just, I think you're making the right decision from a business perspective. But if you were, if we weren't in business together, I would, would just want cuddles all the time and sweetness and light. But, but if we weren't. During work, it's like, you have to sit over there. You can't come close. Well, wore a mask around the house. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even. And this, so when people are sick, they shouldn't go into the office. Let's start with that. Right. Um, so you were relegated to upstairs when you were at your worst. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can see that this will derail into a very long conversation about oh, that how was to it. That uh, was be my, tactical. That was my one tip. During What when, was the tip though? I didn't understand. Oh, I guess it wasn't a tip. But when your husband and wife, if you're working with your partner, that you have to separate the two because I so wanted just constant cuddles and niceness. And during the week, obviously when I was sick, it was... This is so interesting. If we didn't have an audience right now, I'd really <laughs> want to dig in because there's something really? in there that I don't understand. And and exactly I like your face you is understand. that like this is so patently yeah. obvious, so it's very so. I, nah, I won't derail. Really interested though. We'll have to talk more about. Well, this. maybe the audience wants to hear. All right, then I'll be really fast. 
So to me, it is absolute insanity to not understand. Like when I'm sick, do I ask for anything other than like, leave me isolated, treat me like a leper, like the whole nine. Right. But that doesn't mean that I, I would act the same way. Totally. And this is one of those collision of values things where it's like, to me, it is right and just. And the only thing that makes sense to isolate yourself when you're sick, like it to me, and I hear what you're saying. And I just so fundamentally and vehemently disagree that I'm surprised that there are humans that feel differently than I. I mean, it's not that I want to get you sick. It's that literally from what I'm trying to get when I'm sick is I go into like, um, I get weak and I just want to be cuddled by you and I want to be. But you don't think if he cuddles me right now, he's going to get sick. And then this cycle then just just flips. Oh, he'll be careful. That's so interesting. So for me, I feel like to protect you, to take care of you, I can't get you sick. And so I I don't want you coming near Mm. me. I want you to stay away. But literally, it's the same thing sort of that's drawing us because I'm trying to protect you because that's like what I feel like to be a good husband, to really Mm. take care of you, I've got to keep you at a distance. Mm. But the fascinating part is for you to feel that connection and sense of- I want the opposite. Yeah. But But because of business, I'm like, you can't get sick. So I actually get it from the business perspective. Yeah, it's weird how like the emotional and the mental are battling with the two. Yes. So, okay, now that we did do well. But I actually like that you said that. I mean, here's the thing. We respect each other's positions. Um, but I don't know if I'll be able to change how I feel about that. You won't. And that's really yeah. weird to me. Hmm. All right. So, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to our private conversation, which I suppose every time we do that, though, people like give good feedback. So yeah. you've done this to yourselves. What we really need to do, give um, the shady old lady like a buzzer or something. And when you guys start saying like, okay, guys, move yeah. on, she presses the buzzer. So we know that people like, she's nodding. She likes yeah. the idea. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's get into the show. Um, guys, yes, it's Monday today. Sorry that we're not keeping to Wednesday this week. You, Mr. Billy, you are very busy. And so Wednesday wasn't going to be for a lot possible. of July. January. Wow. They start with Jay. <laughs> Cut me some slack. <laughs> so yeah, I'm traveling for a lot of January. Yeah. I leave tomorrow. Not back until Friday. So yeah. we're recording a bunch of content now. Yeah. Um, so thank so you guys for joining us live, even though this isn't a typical day for us. Um, we definitely thought that it's better to do it on a Monday than not do it at all. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us live. Um, next week, again, because of all your travel plans, we're going to be here on Tuesday. And then the following oh, man, week, we'll be really back bad. to Wednesday. But sorry, really guys, bad. really. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It Look, we have to I run the business. We can't. It, but... Exactly. So we'll just make sure that we update on the calendar. And then guys, if you're not already um, got your notifications on, switch on your notifications because that's when you'll know sometimes if we have to change dates, you'll be notified live um, when we're live. So, all right. And just reminder, we're not on YouTube anymore, only on Facebook. So push everyone over to Facebook. There you go. Um, And we're answering questions. So if you have any questions, um, drop in in the the comments. Yeah. All right. Let's get going to the juicy stuff. So last week it was the would you rathers. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, last week's question was, would you rather support your partner's New Year's resolution while you're, you you digress or both stagnate in 2018? A majority of people, 94% of people said they would rather their partner's goals instead of their own. And only 6% said That's they'd rather really both of them stagnate. Interesting. Really interesting. 
So I agree. But all right. So for today's kickoff question, answer below with us, guys. Kickoff question is: Would you rather? Would you rather experience small romantic gestures daily or grand romantic gestures yearly? Mine's easy. Daily fushways, fushways, <laughs> fushways. The funny thing is, like, I was. <laughs> actually thinking do do we answer for each other oh, to see how right we, i would have said that 100 percent guaranteed yeah. you know me i wouldn't bullshit yeah. like 100 percent. i know that that's true for you yeah um for me it is the same yeah i would much rather have small little things on a daily basis than some big grand gesture for shways yeah because when i met you do you remember i said to you i didn't i didn't like flowers yeah and then i changed my mind over time yes. and here's the truth I don't like people feeling like they have to give you something because it's a certain date, right? Like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. I'm expected to get flowers. Same with the guys, right? The amount of, I hate to say this, but the amount of guys I've actually heard saying, I look forward to my birthday so I can get laid. Like, that actually makes me sad. That makes me want to curl up in the fetal position and cry. Yeah. And I felt I actually feel like that with presents and flowers. It's like, if you're buying me flowers on Valentine's Day, it's almost out of obligation so that you don't disappoint me. And that, I actually don't think that that's where I get my most joy from. It's from a random... I remember, you know, like when we were at Quest, um, one day you just randomly like came home with flowers and you stopped off. It was like a Ralph's set of flowers. Like it wasn't... But I didn't care. It was like, wow, what did I do to deserve this? And you were like, nothing. Just wanted to do something nice for you. And so that actually means so much more to me because it's made me realize like you were thinking of me randomly versus like, oh God, I've got to do this because I'm going to upset her. Like it's a different mindset of why you're you're doing it. So um, yeah, for me, it's absolutely 100%. I would rather it to be a random Tuesday and you do something nice than it be um, a special occasion. Now look, doesn't mean I don't like flowers. Yeah. Or and that's where I kind of shot myself in the foot when I first met you. Because I think I was so like, no, I don't want flowers. To kind of put the ease on like the the occasions. But then after a while... Is like, that why you did it though? Because it wasn't that you didn't want something on the occasions. That was very clear. It was you didn't want flowers. And what you said at the time was, because we didn't have a lot of money. Mm. Yeah. Is flowers are a waste of money. They're yeah. a disproportionate, especially because you were like, look, on those days, they raise the prices. Like, so... That's true, yeah. That was... It always felt more like an economic thing. Don't get me that gift mm. it wasn't don't do something it wasn't you know don't make it special it right, was just right. don't do flowers right but then when we got to the point where it we didn't have to make a choice between doing something special and getting flowers i still was in the mode of oh she doesn't want flowers mm. that's when you said hey but you know what's interesting now you actually do do less daily romantic things than than you used to yeah i agree with that but I mean, you know, I think that if it was important to me and it started, like, I started to feel the burn, I would tell you. But what's really right interesting, though, is I fully recognize it as <coughs> it, it is a better solution <clears throat> to be doing more small things like I used to. Yeah. And the irony being that it's not a good strategy. It's not like I've got some punchline where it's like, but here's why I do it. It's, it is entirely that now that we're building something together... I get lost in, well, we're always together. We're focused on the same things. And because that is so emotionally rewarding to me. Mm. And the thing that terrifies me about being on a desert island is how would I express my ambition? So because, mm. which is a weird thing to have thought about as much as I've thought about, but like being together and expressing our ambition together, like that to me is like the ultimate romance to be doing something together, building something that we care about. Um, 
So because I'm getting what I need, it literally just sort of dims in my mind that, oh yeah, she doesn't approach Mm. the world the same way that I do. Like that isn't fulfilling on the same level for her as it is for me. So it's like, I get it intellectually, but emotionally I slip in much like with the sickness thing. It's like, it's so like self-evident and that's dangerous. And I, I wrote this whole thing about like, you really get into problems when you forget to question your belief system. And I forget to question the fact that even though it feels so real and so right and so self-evident to me, it is not the same for you. And so I'm actually now grateful for the reminders of things like a birthday, an anniversary, all that, to like really put time and attention into expressing it in that way for you. Um, And even this is like, it's a good reminder of like little things would make a big difference to you, but I get very caught up in like, what I'm trying to accomplish. For me, I actually kind of like didn't a real switch over. Like it wasn't a fade for me. It was like, okay, he's so ambitious, you know, quest like took off, empathy was taken off. And I really do ask myself like, what is the most important thing? Because for me, if I don't acknowledge it, over time I slowly do start to feel the burn. And all of a sudden I'm like, why do we feel so disconnected? And I don't know what's happened. So I I have to ask myself, like, is that something I, I'm okay giving up, right? Like, the more ambitious you get, the more driven you get. Because you only get more and more every year. Like, it's not like you're actually like, oh, well, I've achieved this and now I'm going to, um, you know, step back. It's even more. It's like, now I have to accelerate. Now I have to do better. And so as each year has gone by, I have, I have had to ask myself, do I, like, um, the things that I'm giving up, how important are they to me? Um, and then once I've asked myself about the romance on a daily, you know, let's say weekly basis, is I've said to myself, look, you've got a choice, right? The one quote that you gave me that I love is I chose this life. And so if I'm expecting you to do those daily romantic things, but also we've agreed on this other hand to build this big company together, that's not fair on you, right? Because I'm kind of ask, I'm demanding both things. And I don't think you can give as much as you give to the company as you do and do daily things for me. Like I just, I think you'll burn out. And so I've actually told myself we've agreed on this together. And so Lisa, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it not being a weekly, daily thing where you're doing romantic things. And then eventually, like, if I do start to feel the burn, I need to take responsibility and tell you. But I don't any. I don't look back and go, oh, I wish I had that because we made that conscious conscious decision together. And I think that's very important. It's interesting. It's a it's a good insight, mm-hmm. but. One of the things that this show's given us, which is really amazing, is to for us to really stop and think about this as well as the people that are watching it, is to ask the question, like, is there more room? Are there things that I could mm. be doing? And I don't know if this all resonate with you or not, but is it something that I could systematize, right? Like, is there something where... Um, like you're making me making your coffee for you or boiling the kettle, right? So it's a small thing. It means a lot to you. For me to remember it, it has to be part of my morning routine, right? Otherwise, it's going to get forgotten. So there's a way for me to build things like that in, and it does make me want to do more. Mm. Because I didn't think of it as a conscious choice. So Mm. clearly you did, and it was like a thing for you. Because I had to let go of that, because otherwise I would, I think, yeah, start to feel neglected by you. 
Wow, that's really interesting. So to me, we've built mechanisms to protect against that, but it's interesting to hear that there's like another layer of mechanism at play in your own mind. Because to me, like the weekends have become the way that we reconnect and we have like a specific set of things that we do together, um, which for me are deeply satisfying. But it's really, like, I don't have another protective mechanism at play. Well, perfect. The weekend then. Um, in the past, I've we, people ask, what are the things that we do each week to make sure that we're connected? And the one thing I said is we take showers on Sundays together. And recently, you've stopped doing that because you're like, look, this is a good time that I can actually get some really deep work in. And so, again, I've had to let go of it. It's like, okay, well, how important is that to me? And do I think that that actually, like, makes such a significant difference to our relationship that I'm going to fight back and say, no, I really need this? Or is it something that I can actually feel like I can let go of? And when I need it, I'll ask. And over time, I've been like, yeah, okay, like, I do miss it. And every so often, I might ask you. But, um, yeah, I've, I've kind of let go of, I've actively told myself to let go of the emotional connection I have with it. That's so interesting. It's very interesting. And what's even more interesting, do we have, we have like some questions or something coming up, right? So we'll wrap this up. But um, with the weekly Sunday shower, you were always super logistical. And so it, that's like, if people are thinking like this was some grand romantic thing, I'm thinking like inevitably we get in the shower and you start talking about like, oh, we need to think about this and we need to do this. And so it was like, it, it's really interesting that was serving a need for you that mm. even though it was logistical for you, it was still like a moment of connection, which is interesting. Yes. And it's really, it's- really fascinating to, it's a necessary thing for everybody watching to remember that you need to understand what your partner is getting out of something mm. because just because you're getting something out of it does not mean they're getting something out of it. So Ooh, because it was this, obviously very intimate, but very logistical thing, it totally disrupted my rhythm, right? It, what was happening was it was disrupting my rhythm on Mondays, not Sundays. So the good news was, yes, I could get work done because we would have the shower together, but then you'd spend another 45 minutes, hour fussing, doing your hair and all doing of that my stuff, hair right? fussing. So, I mean, that it's not, it wasn't like we could spend sure, the time together. Sure. And I tried once, but the hairdryer was making so much noise and what, what, what? So it just was like a total fucking nightmare. So we'd have the shower together. It was like a conversation about things we needed to do, all that. And then you'd be doing your hair. So I thought, well, rather than break up my rhythm, you go do that. I'll do yeah. uh, my work. And then it doesn't disrupt my Monday morning routine, right. which includes taking a shower, which I do. This is super logistical. I use my shower as a way to put off my first meal. So just as like I find that, oh, my my cognition is slowing a little bit because I'm hungry, because keep in mind, I've been up usually by that time for five or six hours. Uh, I've worked out, fasted, all that. Sure. So it's coming time for me to eat a meal. I'm us- I usually want it at seven, which is why the babies end up getting fed at seven because I never eat before them. But then I realized I could use the shower to push it off. Anyway, so like really analyzing and understanding what your partner's getting out of something is is pretty important. I just put my finger on something. Let's hear it. That's why, so in fact, this weekend, so we've been listening to the book um, Ready Player One and we hadn't done it in like over Christmas at all for like a month. Mm. And so this weekend, I felt like that was almost the um, not taking a shower together was because I kept going on, like I really want us to listen to this book together. Mm. That was actually replacement for that. Just realized. That's interesting. But hopefully you enjoy that more, maybe? Um, well, 
it if the shower was like romance and not logistical, I would prefer the shower. Yeah. But if Ready Player One takes a place of like we need to do this, we need to do that, then yeah. yes. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, it was basically that was one thing that I really did enjoy on the weekend that I think I've substituted now for reading the book together. All right. Okay. We'll get to the first question, shall we? <laughs> Kickoff question. Um, and we are supposedly answering questions live. <laughs> Thing is, we just like Hashtag to talk. supposedly. We, yeah. Did they go to the zoo? Supposedly. supposedly. <laughs> That's a friend's right, reference. I was going to ask like, if anybody knew what that oh. reference was. Um, all right. Fan question. Kickoff question. This is from KTTK. Hi, guys. How do I add romance into my relationship? My boyfriend works a lot, and so he's tired most of the time. We don't have a lot of money to spend, which rules out going to a nice dinner. What can we do to add that romance back? Yeah, I mean, th this is something that we really struggled with in the early days, and it's finding something that, so like what you were just talking about with reading the book, really gives you this sense of connection, you love it, um, but finding out what those things are that you can do for free. So I used to write for you a lot more in the early days because I could do it for free. I felt that I was good at it and I could convey something to you. Um, and time, because it's such a precious commodity, you knew that it took me time to write it. And so it felt great for you. Mm -hmm. um, so finding things like that, that's, um, they're meaningful things. They're something where it, you can actually like express something um, meaningful, like don't write something if you don't enjoy writing and you don't feel that you can accurately express yourself. But like, for instance, this is so random, but, uh, and I would not want this, um, but maybe you would. Um, if your partner likes tomatoes and you have a small balcony and you can grow a tomato plant, you know what I mean? And grow a tomato specifically for that person. It's something that took time and energy. It's things like they don't cost a lot of money. I mean, the cost for a pot, some dirt and seeds is relatively little. And so something like that, right? Mm. Where we've only, even in our poorest days, only had one um, apartment that we didn't have at least some little faux balcony that we could have put a potted plant on. So it's something that doesn't cost a lot of money, but you really can nurture and do something great or fixing somebody a meal, which by the way, this time you being <laughs> sick, I will now say, as absurd as your rules are about cooking, I have officially, you officially have cooked, cooked a meal. Yeah. I was like, if this doesn't count, like at what point? So yeah. yeah. So, but doing something like that, um, I think people would find very meaningful, even though it's not something that's incredibly expensive. And even if, like for me, when we first got together, right, my diet was terrible. So it doesn't have to be, it would have been super meaningful for me if you made me my toaster strudel. And I'm not joking at all, used a little icing to like make a heart or something on it. Yeah. That would have been incredible for me because yeah. you were making me food, but the food I wanted, it didn't need to be long mm. production value, which for you is actually meaningful when it comes to food. There needs to be a lot of fussing and all of that. Not for me. So finding out something, even if it's small, that your partner will value, that doesn't cost a lot of money, that you can do, that shows that you're thinking about them, that you understand them, that you know what they want, and that you deliver on that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I want to get at you, like, the things that we've done, right? Because we had to go through this. When we started Quest, we literally, like, had to stay at home for, like, three years because we were saving every penny. Um, and I remember, like, I actually found joy in that. Because I'm like... In it's, staying home? No, in, in finding ways to bond to be romantic to give someone a gift where you can't spend money and that's actually one thing that 
like even now at Christmas time, it's like I try to look for the things that I think is going to like be meaningful. Mm. And you, you, we all do Christmas lists, right? So you choose the Christmas stuff from the Christmas list and so do I. But it's really things that I think that like make me think of you, that bond us, that connect us versus like the most expensive. Because, right, anyone can write a check. If you've got money, you can use a credit card. Like, there's no thought behind it. Um, and so for me, it was like, I was actually excited to do things for you. So the one thing that I did is I took your favorite dessert. So he does these, like, he, his mum used to make him these rock and roll cookies. They're like chocolate things. And so what I did is I took that recipe, and it was our th- three-year anniversary. And I made a giant three. And they're supposed to be like little cookies. Mm. And I just made one giant three in that in the dough. Um, things like that where it's like it, like you said it's meaningful it's something you like um, and then just going back to this question one thing is that I uh, have done in the past like so you like back tickles like literally just like rubbing my fingers up and down your back is very relaxing for you so if I knew that you were really busy and you're always tired I wouldn't necessarily try to do a dinner when I need your your um, involvement if you know what I mean like I, I would I think if I you're would, trying to give me a gift. Right, exactly. But also, in me touching your skin, I feel connected to you. So I've taken something that I know you love, which is back tickles, something that I feel like I can bond with you, touch. And I would, I've done that in the past, right, where you've come home and I've had a, um, a rug laid out. Um, and you've walked in and there's been a little sign, you know, with your favorite music playing and you lie down and I just give you back tickles for 30 minutes. So like find out what that thing is. In fact, this is a challenge for all you guys at home. Find out what that thing is, or maybe you know what that thing is that your partner loves. Don't spend a penny and then do it for them as a surprise at some point this week. And then drop in the comments, come back and let us know. Cause I would love to know like how that works for people. Cause for me and you, it worked amazingly. I a thing coming you tell me coming home and well i mean i don't know if that's a setup but um you obviously one of the greatest moments of our life came from that so i had had the worst day ever we were dirt poor living at your mom's house i'd had a bad day did i tell you i'd had a bad day or something i think so i could tell so yeah i come home from this absolutely horrendous day at work I come into the bedrooms, not even like the living room. We live in your little bedroom. And on the floor is a blanket that you'd laid out, two candles burning, lights are off, and you're playing music that I like that wasn't, you know, heavy rock or something. And you had food laid out. Your favorite food. And and I was just like, I was gobsmacked, to use a nice British term. And... It was just an incredible meal and I was over the moon and this was at the point where I had set two meetings to talk to your dad, to ask for his blessing, to ask for your hand in marriage. And he wouldn't, he kept breaking the appointments, uh, which became a little bit obvious to me why he was breaking the appointments because I'm sure he knew uh, what was coming. And in that moment, I said, look, this isn't going to make any sense at all, but I have to leave right now. And so we had our amazing meal and and quality time together. But at the end of, let's say, whatever, two hours, I said I had to leave and I had to leave right now. And I ran to your dad's house. And was that because for you, it was like, like, what was it about that moment then that made you like that emotion? Was it that I just knew that well? Well, so now I'd have to tell like the whole story. So, well, 
I would say for Satan, let's not go down that rabbit hole. It, but just long. like it, as it a, was one of the, it was up to that moment in my life, the single most romantic moment of my life, and I wanted to propose to you right then and there because it was so romantic. But what was it about the romance? So like, basically, how can Being we help understood, this person? Well, I mean, how can we it, help? This Katie? is literally just an example of what you already told them to do. So it was being finding something that you know will be meaningful to that person, putting time and energy into being thoughtful rather than just spending the money. And so it was, you knew I'd had a bad day. You did this thing that you knew would cheer me up. It was things that you knew that I would like. And then it ended up being a very, um, like the evening had give and take and we were doing things I knew you'd really enjoy. And so it ended up just being like this unimaginably romantic moment. And like romance at its finest. I mean, it was really just like, you're in this bubble of, it's unlike any other thing you experience, romance. And so it was incredible. And I so, excuse me, I so wanted to propose. And I was just, because of all that, and I was mortified that I mm. couldn't because I knew that I needed to ask your dad's blessing before I did that. And so that's why I yeah. left. But being understood, being felt taken care of for me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That was actually what I had intended. Oh, and then so another thing, another tip for romance and things like that when you're tired. Like, I guess I don't, when you're that tired, I try not to expect things in return. It's how do we bond and um, connect with little input from you? And that's, right, like, so you lying down and me giving you back tickle. is So being aware of how that person's feeling, because, again, like, even if it's dinner, like, I think I would want, I'd sit there and go, okay, so tell me about your day and how have you been? And if you're ex exhausted from work, that's the last thing you need um, or want. So it's like making sure that you're, you understand that person and what they're looking for. So this for. is one thing, yes, but there needs to be reciprocation on the other 100%. side. So what I hear them saying is, is there's, um, it's not going to be enough for her to do something nice for him. Mm. It's got to be mm. it, just the important part there is to understand that it may not be one event that takes care of both of them. So finding each person, finding like what the other person needs and just having a conversation about romance, how much romance is needed um, for each person. So, and That's this true. is, this is a stereotypical disconnect where the guy doesn't really care about romance. It's not something that makes his list. Romance is far lower on my list than it is on yours. And so being honest about that, talking through it, knowing what it is, knowing what the other person, this is where that concept of giving the keys to the kingdom to the other person, letting them know exactly mm. what you're going to consider meaningful so that they understand that, that they can deliver on that. But they, they each need to find something and look, being exhausted, is is only acceptable to a point. Agreed. So 100%. I think he's also got ownership in this where if the relationship is meaningful to him, he's just got to man up. And if that means taking a sick day to like go over the top for her or whatever, then do it. But you can't like, and, and I'm speaking as the guy who for six and a half years neglected you in, in just like an unimaginable fashion. And then you finally said like, hey, I have like, needs that can be measured and meaning in terms of like the amount of time I need time. Like there's just some amount of proximity, togetherness, being connected, focused on exactly the same thing. Like I have those needs. And so that began our micro vacations where mm. I would take a day off instead of taking a week off, which I was really not comfortable doing, but I would take a Friday off. And so we'd leave like Thursday night and then we'd yeah. come back Sunday and so, but that really came from you making it very clear that you had needs and they weren't being met. And so 
having those kinds of conversations are critical. And understanding the other person. So I'm going to give a perfect example right now, which I have no idea if you've noticed or not. So, you know, we always say give the... Your little micro expressions and movements you know, like are so what? giving you away. Am I, being... I, I don't know what you're going to say. You're just very proud of this realization. Proud and kind of... I'm so curious to know how you feel. So given the gift that you... Um, that they want versus what you want. I, I wonder about today. So we've been together for so long and I still don't know. So I've been sick for about a week. I've been in bed most of the time, hacking, coughing, sneezing. We haven't got close together. Mm -hmm. And then today I woke up and I was like, I feel really good today. And I know that I'm not going to see you much. So I'm going to dress up and I'm going to look super sexy for him. You haven't said a word. You know, it's, as soon so, as you so, started, I thought this so is I guaranteed thought, about her I outfit. I said to Michelle, like when she said, oh, this is a question I think you guys should start with. I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. Because look at what I'm wearing. I've dressed up. I put my knee high boots on. I've got my sexy yeah. top on. I was like, because I really want to be romantic. And I'm trying to give him the gift that I think he wants, right? Where it's like, okay, I've seen my wife in sweats for a week. Like I'd really like her to look hot. And I don't think you'd ever say that to me, but I thought I you know, I bet, I bet I've nailed this. And you haven't said a word all day. So I'm like, okay, get in his head. He's so busy. It's a Monday. He's working so hard. He probably hasn't even noticed. He may have thought of it a couple of times. Is it like I caught the corner of his eye? But again, like I know not to take it personally, but I literally went through going like, wow, I really thought I'd hit the nail on the head with this one. And because you didn't say anything, I was like, I, did I just meet misread the situation and thought no I bet you if he if it wasn't a Monday and he wasn't so busy and he didn't have to travel maybe he'd notice in today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, 
whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. If we were about to go out, I would notice. But like, and this is one of those things that you you get it like intellectually, but emotionally, it's not real for you. So, so it hasn't been satisfying, no. No, no, no. I don't. I'm not sure you know where I'm going mm. yet. So intellectually, you understand that like when I'm in work mode, I'm in work mode. Like. But emotionally, you still don't get it, which is why you think, oh, I'm going to dress up, and he's going to not. Like some part of you actually thinks. That like I'm going to be in any way, shape, or form in that universe, and I'm not going to be right. From the moment I woke up, I was in routine mode. Get in the gym, get out, do my morning routine, get to work. There's a huge meeting that we've got today. All I am thinking about is that meeting and trying to finish all the documents and everything that I I need to do. And also on top of that, in fairness, like you dress sexy a lot. So to me, that's like the default mode is. You look amazing. Now, that's dangerous because you can begin to take it for granted and all. And I really try not to. And I really try to make sure that you know I think you look amazing now. But that one day you're going to be a bag of wrinkles. And, like, I try to mix the whole thing in and, like, not for you to overinvest in the way that you look. But that you look great. And I'm enjoying this phase of our lives and all that. So if we were going out to dinner and I would be in that mode and I'd be thinking about, like, what you look like and all that stuff. But, homie, on a Monday when it... It's if you came down in a formal gown, yes, I'd be like, what the hell? But like you wearing it, and yes, I recognize those are new leggings. And to you, that is like earth shattering. Well, yeah, nice try with the sick hand over there. So, see, do you see how she tries to suck me into her world of illness? So, not even a high five. If you said you needed that high five, I would give you the high five. I just watched the, because we've got a couple of seconds delay, I just saw the. The deny of the high five on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> so, yes. High it, five me, people at home. Right, high five me. Oh, they're all going to air high five you because there's yeah, nothing at risk. Yeah, come on. I'll air high five you. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah, that is that is something that continues to fascinate yeah. me. But over time, uh, sorry, over time, I think I've gotten okay with where we are now because, like, Four years ago, I think I would have got upset. Four years ago, you did get... It actually wasn't four years ago. It was longer than that. But you used to get upset about it. And I think that the thing that that really nullified this is how much we've talked about it. And if you felt like you had to stay quiet about the fact that it upset you or 
didn't hear me when I said like the reasoning because it's not like I think it and I just don't say something. Right. I'm just in another mode. But also I think it has to do with self-esteem and it's um, not make, making sure that I don't hold my, my soul self-esteem to how you respond to me. Right. Because it's like I've in the past back in the day would get dressed up. Right. And if you didn't say anything like I would take that as a dent to myself, like my own self-esteem, how I felt about myself. Like, oh, my God, did I not dress up enough? Maybe like the clothes he doesn't like. Right? I would like just guess my second guess myself over and over and question everything. Whereas now it's like, ah, I feel kind of good. I like what I'm wearing. So even if it doesn't like stick out or doesn't like blow your mind or you know I was definitely hoping for like a like oh my god babe you look amazing but I didn't get that excuse me but I it doesn't I don't want to lie and say it doesn't make a difference because yes it does make a difference I would have loved to have gotten that like yes I nailed it but I don't think like less of myself or feel badly about myself which I think a long time ago I would have totally get that so and one last thing to that, and then we're going to answer questions in rapid fire because we have uh, been abusive, in my opinion, this morning. But um, I think it's important how you make the other person feel deep down. And I like to think at this point in the relationship, you know how I feel about you and you feel something about that, which makes it easier when you were hoping for a reaction but didn't get it, mm. but you know deep down exactly right. how I make you feel. Right. All yeah. Right. So now rapid fire. Okay, rapid fire question. This one is from Melanie Garcia. How do you keep the love alive and feel the way you felt when you first fell in love with your spouse? Um, okay, well, I can answer that. I'd like to jump in and answer it. Um, I don't try and... It's not even the love. It's the electricity. Like there's a certain connection that I think you get when you first start dating that you don't have 10 20 years there's an electricity now my love for you my affection for you and my desires for you are actually much more than when i first met you um but i think people are always trying to chase that initial um you know the, i don't know any other word except electricity that initial yeah go on you're gonna be able to explain just because this is neurochemistry yeah and so neurochemistry changes over time, that's inevitable. So if you look at it from the perspective of mother nature, like what is mother nature trying to incentivize? The beginning of the relationship, um, nature is making sure that you procreate. Procreation requires sex. Sex requires like this fiery attraction. So there's a very drug-like quality to the beginning of a relationship. Now, that needs to morph into nurturing the young that you end up mm -hmm. having. So even without having children, that natural flow of the neurochemistry is gonna change. Now, if you have kids, it changes even more profoundly and in totally different ways, but like even without that, it is inevitable that that drug-like, nothing else matters quality goes away and it becomes something much more sustainable and less self-destructive, quite frankly. So you can chart like what the neurochemistry of a relationship looks like. Young or early love, I should say, looks exactly like a cocaine addiction. So it's tapping into the dopamine receptors in the brain. It's all about um, literally desire. So dopamine is not the feel-good chemical that people relate it to be. It's anticipatory. So it's that like I'm about to get a gift versus the having. So you then transition into a having, which is more oxytocin, vasopressin, which is about trust, bonding. Um, I think it's vasopressin receptors that are really high in prairie voles, which are these voles that mate for life. And you can literally see this in humans as well. If they have a certain receptor, I forget the name of it, but if that's really high, then they have the ability to really process 
um, vasopressin, which means that they're more likely to pair bond for life. So I'm going to guess if you looked at both of us, we're very high in that. So that that's the neurochemistry and that change, what you're calling electricity mm. is that drug like effect at the beginning of a relationship. Now, I believe any state can be recreated maybe to a less intense degree, but learning to manipulate your brain chemistry is literally the name of the game of being alive, in my opinion. So, um, because this is rapid fire, I'm going to stop there. But this is a question of neurochemistry and your ability to self-manipulate it. So, but give. So, would you say don't worry about focusing on feeling like you did when you first? A, don't met? worry about focusing on it. You need to understand the cycles that they go in. But understand that on the other side of that drug, like if you're really into that drug-like part of it, my guess is you have an addictive personality. Hmm. So which you do, by the way. So it's actually really interesting that you've coped so well with the evolution of those emotions. I do not. So A, I knew it was coming. B, I really understood even when we first got together that mm. we're gonna have to, like fires burn out unless you feed them. So you have like learning how to feed the fire of your neurochemistry mm. is insanely important. So for instance, as disappointed as you are today that I didn't say something about your outfit, when I'm not in business mode, I very consciously think about like really enjoying your um, your physique, your youth. Like I think about that and I push myself to hold that thought, like how good you look, how great a shape you're in because it can't last forever. So because I know that, it's like I really want to enjoy this face to externalize it, which is, so I'm saying things like that to you on the weekend and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I touch you a lot to reassure you like that I still find you, that I still desire you, all of that. So that I think goes into why you feel secure, why on a day when I don't say something, it doesn't affect you a, because you've gotten to a great place just on yourself, and then B, because I make you feel a certain way over the long haul. So fanning the flames of a fire, feeding a fire, is something people have to learn how to do. So, I mean, that's literally forward slash Tom Bilyeu on all my socials is about that, learning how to take control of your mind, knowing that nothing happens automatically, mm -hmm. knowing that you need to be able to leverage the, the autonomic nervous system, like you need to leverage those things to find a way to recreate them, to not be totally at their mercy, to take control. Yeah. Preach. Take the answer. There it is. All right. So would you rather segment? Uh, as long as it's rapid fire. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you didn't seem <laughs> excited. I'm in Normally rapid fire like, mode right now. Okay, would you rather segment? Guys, answer in the comment box below along with us. We haven't seen these, so we don't know what's coming up. All right, so would you rather? Would you rather be in a long-distance relationship with romance but no intimacy or spend every day with an unromantic partner? Whoa, okay. So long distance and what was the thing? Uh, with romance. Oh, okay. Um, but no intimacy. Yeah, yeah. Or spend every day with an unromantic partner? I, I have the answer to this. Every day, because I think that over time I could, we could work on um, your romance. What? So we need to go back and look at these every time. Sh I, and maybe I do this and I'm just blind to it. You cheat. I cheat? Because you're always doing something like, oh, I could change this situation over time. On, and just... I take these, these questions so are hard all right, so... because it is a permanent ah, state of affairs. All right. Is that how you want me to approach That's it? That's how you have Katie? to. All right. All right. So never, you're never romantic. Permanent state of affairs. Or long distance with, with romance, but no intimacy. I can do no intimacy. 
So, I, yeah, I would say spend every day with someone who's unromantic. You have to. It's the only answer. Yeah. Because here's the problem. Forget intimacy for a second. Long-distance relationships, you keep in this obsessive cycle because it's never completed. You never... They stay a fantasy in mm. your mind. And mm. I... Because we One, had I a, did that a long, with you. Yeah, I was going to say, we and, had a long... And I remember when we used to be apart for a long time at Christmas, like three weeks, if I remember right. And so when first when we were doing the long-distance relationship, it was up to three months at a time, which is brutal. And the way that I would just obsess over you and think about you, and it was awesome. And that obsession was, it was literally drug-like. And I would go into my dark room, which you remember I had at the time, and doing photos, and I would just obsess about you and pine for you and listen to British music. And if the music, you could hear their accent, I was even more obsessed about it. And it was like, I did not advance in my life. Yeah. And then once you're together, like it can really turn into an amazing real relationship. Now I get in this scenario, my options, the way that I read it, my options are have this eternal drug-like um, pining for somebody, which is, I think, ultimately self-destructive or have a lame relationship, but at least you can get on with your life. Yeah. Plus also I find that long distance or... Um anything where you haven't seen someone or done something for a long time, like you kind of conjure up in your head what it's going to be like. And often it's not true, right? So like if um, if you have a sucky boyfriend now and you look back at your past boyfriend, it's probably easy to go, oh, but he was like this, right? Coat it with like glitter um, instead of going, oh, yeah, kind of sucked this, you know, with this and this and this. Whereas in a long, same thing with a long distance relationship where it's like, oh my God, this passion, this desire and like he's so handsome and he's gorgeous and I love hanging out with him. And then the reality is like your socks are on the floor and you leave the dirty plate in the, the sink. And so I think it's easier to have the long distance like that. But the real connection doesn't come, I don't think, until you're with each other all the time. So. Agreed. All right, next, would you rather? Would you rather, and I thought it was rapid fire, by the way. It is. Your answer was pretty long. All right, I'll keep it even <laughs> shorter. I actually like the answer, though. Would you rather your partner lack romance or lack a sense of humor? <sighs> ah, that's tough. Yeah, I'll go with... Um, I think lack romance. Yeah, lack romance. Because I love how funny you are. You bring joy to my life. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather be forced to express romance with no gestures or express frustration with no words? Ooh. Express romance with no, with no gestures? gestures? What does that mean? No, ge Like I can't move my arms? No, like romantic gestures. Romantic uh, gestures. So really it'd have to be through words and not. A hundred percent I will give up anything other than words. frustration with no words. Yeah. You can't give up words. No. Yeah. No way. With no words, what would you do? Just keep doing this? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you would do. Okay. Um, guys, please um, submit any questions that you have. We're tackling the romance question today. Um, and all right, on to our next question. This is from Marie Baker. Is it better to get, get or give romantic gifts and gestures? Ooh, um, I think that from a neurochemical standpoint, you're way better off giving romance to the other person than receiving it. Because the way that the brain works, this is the, if you guys have ever read the biography on um, Benjamin Franklin, he had this whole thing about loaning somebody who hates you a book and it actually makes them like you. It's really, re sorry, sorry, sorry. Borrowing a book from them 
has this really profound effect because when they give it to you, their mind has to justify like, he must not be that bad because I gave him my book. So mm. if you're doing something romantic for somebody else, you're going to think, wow, like, yeah, I must really be into them to have done this romantic thing. It, it is a really interesting way that the brain justifies its reactions, which is why I encourage people not to like freak out over something that makes them mad because they're going to, their brain will justify, yeah, it was really worth that freak out. Interesting. Wow, that's actually really good. For me, I would rather definitely give it's like Christmas. Like I much more enjoy watching you open your gifts than me opening my gifts from you. Yep. Because I feel like I'm the one who actually brought the joy to your life. And like, I don't know, that makes me feel good. Um, oh, and that's one thing that some people do do actually is they'll do a, do a favor or a gift for somebody in order to expect it back. Um, I think in like relationships, right? Where it's like, yeah, but I did this for him and he didn't even do mm. this back. Like, I just think that sets you up for disaster. Like if you're going to do something nice for somebody, do it because you genuinely want to see their reactions. Like I made them happy versus, okay, now I expect this in return. Um, all right. So let's go to another question. This is from David Hutch. Tom, Okay, so romance. We have a great business, income, aligned vision, and goals. What suggestions might you have for a power couple when one is heavily dieting for a fitness show and one is not? When someone is irritable and not all there, <laughs> do you do more for them to help ease their struggle or step back and let them have space? Moods on a strict diet can be touchy. Was curious if you two had any experiences with this since you are both healthy and business owners. Yeah, so one, I think that as much as you can, like helping them out is is gonna strengthen your relationship. They're gonna feel super supported and you're gonna, again, going back to that notion of getting someone to loan you a book is actually really powerful to um, bringing you closer in doing that stuff, you're going to justify like your investment in that relationship for doing those things. But at the same time, I think when somebody is in a negative space and they're like bitey and Barbie, um, that it's probably good to also give them a lot of space. And rather than you getting frustrated and feeling like I'm doing all this for them and they're just totally taking it for granted, rather than letting yourself get into that space, like give them space. Well, let's get real. Um, let's talk about obviously my health. So there are many times where, especially back in the day where we had to do all these testings, a lot of time I had to fast because I had to do certain tests with no food in my stomach. So there were many days where I had to go 24 hours without eating. Um, obviously I couldn't stomach food, so I couldn't really digest foods. Um, and there were times where I totally acted like irrational. And there were times where in response, you were super sweet and caring and were like, hey, babe, what do you need? How can I help? And there were other times where you just called me on it. So what advice would you give on like when to do one, not the other? So you just want to go straight to the advanced class. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I think our audience are ready. Wow. Well, so now we're going to dive off of short, punchy answers here. Um, there's There isn't... I've not taken the time to write down a principle or to understand what the principle is at play. And so I'm playing it all by ear. So in those moments, based on where you're at, how outrageous you're being. In fact, here's the closest thing I can give you to a principle. Give them like whatever the line of like total acceptability is, let them go 500% beyond that before you call them. So you, you've got to be getting to like a pretty outrageous place before I go like you're acting 
absolutely out of your mind right now. Because the second you do it, like just over the line of what's acceptable, like the other person is going to take that very poorly. But if you go, you're acting really outrageous, you need to dial it back. I totally understand why you're here. But like, you really have to like do some work. There's responsibility on both sides. And when you go to push back, if I've got like this and this and this and this, and you're like, shit, yeah, okay, that actually is pretty outrageous, then then you're more likely, especially over time, to go, he never calls me out, like right at the edge of reason. He calls me out when I'm way the fuck over the line. And so since he's never abused this before, and he's calling me out now, it does not feel true, by the way, as it never will. Boy, that's the like you are going to 100% think that you're in the right. That's mm-hmm. the neurochemistry talking. So at that point, you've got to go, this person has earned just a metric ton of credibility with me on this particular thing, right? So since they never abuse it, since like, even though it always feels real to me, like they only call me out when upon reflection, I realize, well, they were right, then I'm just going to assume right now that they're right. Mm. So that credibility to do that has to be earned. It has to be earned over a long period of time. And they've got to be really outrageous. Yeah. And one thing we do is we discuss things in our soap, what we call our sober moments, quotes and emotionally sober emotionally sober yeah exactly so let's say you know you're about to venture on this journey right okay we're going to compete or you're going to compete and we know where this goes we know right i mean he's written it in his question um that there's possibility of um god i lost it now um of struggling of the mood swings so if you know that's going to happen with the fitness just what we would do i think is be prepared for it Right. It's like with me and my stomach, it's like, okay, I know when I have digestive issues, this is the knock on effect. I start to feel super tired. I start to get grumpy. I want to go to bed. I want to lie down. Like these are the the things that happen. And so if you know those are going to happen, put the responsibility then or agree the responsibility is like, if I step over the line, I'm going to trust you to bring me back. And in my quote unquote um, emotionally sober moments I have given you permission to do that and hopefully the words like here's how to approach right. it right and, and that's actually what we do right is I say to you okay if I'm acting like this this is what I need from you so that I can hear you because sometimes if you come in really bullish and even in my emotionally sober moments I've said to myself okay you know you can handle it when he says this and this and this to you in that moment like you said your emotions feel real so sometimes it's hard, even though you've said it, to then actually act on it. So if you say this word, if you say this word, I'm going to be able to hear you. So, yeah, I would say do that way before you even start down that path of going into, like, the strict diet or whatever. So that you can then, say, reflect back and say, hey, remember when we sat down and you had said this, this, and this? Well, right now you need to trust me. That's how you're acting. And in those moments when I have the emotional, like, I want to fight back, like, no, what do you mean? I just remind myself, okay, yep, yep, you don't feel it, but you told that you told yourself that you would trust him when he brought this up. And so it allows you to kind of let go and go, okay, trust him. But you have to build, like you even said, you have to build that trust up over time and that you never abuse it. So that when you're like, baby, like I love you, but you're acting a little crazy, like that's when I'm like, I have to take a deep breath, step back and reassess. Mm. Um, all right, we've got some fan shout outs. This is a fan shout out to Marion Morrison, watching from Scotland. Nice. Um, Mia Lavoie, who loves the black and gold outfit. Thank you, Mia. Thank you. 
Um, and everyone else who sent high five, yay! <laughs> you didn't leave me hanging. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, all right, we've got one more last question before right. we wrap for today. And this is from Mia again. Mia, I like ya. Um, all right. Hi, Tom and Lisa. I'd like to know what you each believe the purpose of a lasting relationship is and also what you each think the most important role is in each other in a relationship for yourself and in your partner. Well, what the purpose of a relationship is is very simple, that you feel better about yourself when you're around that person than you do when you're not, period. Like, they should make you feel better. That's it. Otherwise, what are you doing? There's no, like, it, it just isn't worth the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most important role in well, What's your relationship? answer to what's yeah, I mean, the purpose of a relationship? That's absolutely the most, yeah, I can't be that answer. There you go. Um, and then, so yeah, what is the most important role in a relationship? I, th- I don't really understand. Like, what do you mean the most important role? In each role? other in a relationship. So for me, it's the, the most important thing for you to bring to the relationship. I'm guessing that's what she means. Okay. I'm kind of interpreting. Um let me really think about how to answer this. I answer it maybe from a personal perspective because what I would have a that. hard time answering is like in general. I don't think there is an in general answer, but there's something that I value in you. Okay. Um, to be, so I definitely want you to be my protector. Like doesn't matter what situation I'm in, whether it's personal and p- business, to know that, I can turn to you and you will protect me. And when I say that, I don't mean like fisticuffs. I mean like, for instance, my my digestion, right? That you're going to be like, babe, I've got you. I'm going to do the research. I'm going to get in touch with the people I need to, to fix this. Like, that's what I mean by protect. To always be there if I feel helpless um, and just need, yeah, like I, I turn to you and I love that partnership that we have um, and your honesty because you keep me real. Like if I get, emotional you call me on it you let me know when I'm doing a good job and you help me focus I know this is a lot of things I'm actually spilling now of the things that I want you to bring to our relationship but so pick one but you do bring that oh if I had to do everything I just said she said most important to feel protective protected yeah mine is nurturing to feel taken care of interesting that you say that though because when we started quest and our impact theory that was one thing that i said i can't do both i can't be your business partner and nurture you and you said that you didn't want nurturing is that because you saw in fact why is that i never said i didn't want nurturing not that you didn't want but you were okay to let it go I was okay to let it go in the business context. Yeah. So just like you give me leeway with romance because we've agreed that we're going to build this thing and building the thing is more important to you than the romance. Building this thing together is more important than um, the like nurturing part. But hmm. being like... Even though thing, you just said that's the most important thing? Right. So now follow me because I hear you and there is a potential um, contradiction that I'm just either completely comfortable with or as I say this all out loud and understand myself that it it may actually all make sense. Hmm. So the way you are in business, particularly your role in building this thing is you're very, very much supportive of my vision, which in some ways is like a cousin to feeling taken care of. Now, I a lot of times hmm. 
supporting the vision isn't challenging something. So this isn't, you're not a yes person. In fact, it, you're, it is anathema to you to just say yes to something unless you really believe it. Um, but you do believe like when things come into conflict between um, me as the, we'll say the chess player, right? Of understanding how one move knocks onto another, knocks onto another, knocks onto another. Um, that I think you agree is where I shine, right? So that's where I put my time and energy into being able to do that. And so um, you'll voice your opinion sometimes very, very strongly. But at the end of the day, if we come to an impasse, you'll be like, I just know enough to follow and you And you think this. that that's nurturing? I, it's definitely supportive for sure. It's how it feels to me. Hmm. I'm not sure I completely understand. Because so if nurturing was the most important, but I actually do a lot less of that now. Yeah, I mean, look, if if... If it doesn't come together, it's very possible it's just a contradiction. Would it be support then over Well, nurture? I think here's the problem. You're trying to mash two. I'm trying to mash two things together as well. It's what I value in you as a spouse. So the reality is that if I didn't get that from you, if I didn't think of you as nurturing, if you didn't make me feel taken care of, we would not be together. It's that simple. So either in all of the non-business moments, you've so like burned that into my soul that I know that you're always looking out for me, taking care of me and all of that, which I do, by the way, know to the very core of my existence, um, that you look out for me, you take care of me. Um, I just may not need a lot of time around that just when those critical moments pop up you're there for me because i actually don't feel like i take very good care of you these days or it's like interesting the last and so that's very much your and you've struggled with that mm. and i've tried to tell you like whatever way you judge yourself as like a traditional wife because like on days that i'm preparing for an episode you'll fuck yourself up to like bring me a meal and i'm like you don't need to do this like I'm not, I'm not valuing you for that right now in this moment. It is not a need that I have. It is far too easy for me to deal with it myself, whatever. So, but I know that on a day where if like I was drowning and I said, I'm drowning, I need you to take care of me, that you would just do it. And you would burn everything else to the ground. Yeah. So because I know that and feel that, like I don't, I don't struggle with it. So you have like whatever my standard is, like your standard's way higher than that. Mm. So the delta makes you uncomfortable, but it doesn't make me uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't need you to do that. Like I'm totally fine here. Yeah, yeah. And that's one very interesting thing that we've spoken like a lot about um, is what when you say nurture, like I actually feel like I don't do a good job with that. And you saying that that is one of your highest things that you want in the relationship. Like, even now as you're speaking, like, shit, I didn't even, like, make you dinner last night. And that was on a Sunday, right? Like, I kind of get caught up in myself and going, well, what can I change? How can I change it? But then I need to assess the things that I want to change. Like, is that actually because it doesn't make me feel good? And you're like, I don't care. Um, because I don't want to then spend more time and energy on something that, I think you're talking about, yeah, but you're not actually. Yeah, it's just you worried about something versus it actually being meaningful and yeah. needed for me. But there have been times that I've actually said, like, I'm bringing you food. And you're like, babe, I really don't care. You're stressing yourself out. Why are you doing it? And that's when in that moment I go, yeah, this is actually for me and I'm okay with that. I want to feel like a good wife right now. And you may not care about the food and that's actually okay. Um, and I think me understanding that you really don't care about the food also helps because if I'd gone to all this effort and expected like this big grand thing and you're just like, 
you're eating away, I think I'd be disappointed. So analyzing things like that and saying, okay, I actually recognize this is for me. I'm cooking you food to make myself feel like a better wife, even if you don't care. And then going, okay, does that make sense for me to do it or not? So yeah, I kind of want you to maybe write a few things out for me actually. On like right, the nurturing of, thing. Of I, things yeah, I want you to do. Because even right now, I still feel like I'm failing a little. Wow, that's so Like give me three, you don't have to do it right now, but give me three different things that you think in a week I can do that make you feel nurtured. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you're already like way above delivering. But I don't so. really pay attention to, like whatever those three things are, I don't know if I really know what they are. Yeah, I'll, I'll lay them out because I don't want you to be uncomfortable, worried yeah. about that you're not delivering. But like, I'll have to even think about what they are. Yeah. So, yeah, because I think that you do them naturally. But well, that's good. All right. Um. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Just a reminder that um, next week we're going to be live on Tuesday again. Switch on your notifications um, to get an alert. There it is. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this one, maybe more than most, we were really uh, finding out new things about each other, which yeah. is always a lot of fun for us anyway, and very empowering for our relationship, which I love. So thank you guys. This is part two. Is there going to be a part three? There is going to be a part three. Look at that. All right. So join us next week on Tuesday, as mentioned, for part three of leveling up your relationship in 2018. Thank you guys so much. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and share if this is adding value to your life. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.